got some financial issues that are bugging you? Well, on this week's episode, we're going to be talking about some email questions from listeners just like yourself. And if you've got questions or concerns, you should definitely talk with a financial professional because if it's happening to one person, it's probably happening to multiple just like yourself. This week here on Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts, some email questions from listeners around the area. Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Hey everybody, welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with Phil Putney and myself here to talk investing, finance, retirement, and we're going to take some email questions. You know, like we kind of got away from this. We hadn't done it for a while, Phil, so I thought it's we'd bring it back. It's been a while since we did that. So it's, yeah, yeah, so I know they've you know, been piling up, not necessarily piling for the up show. up a little bit, so yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I know they're not necessarily for the show. They go into, they come to you, which you get emails all right, the time. We take back anyways, but yeah. Yeah, and yep. you, reach, you reach back out to people anyway, but it's, I thought, we you know, let's take some of these over the last that you've gotten in the last, I don't know, two months or so, and just kind of toss these out there. Because it, it really is like one of those situations where, you know, it, it, these things are really relatable to many people because it's yeah. like, hey, that's kind of similar to what's, you know, what I'm dealing with. Yep. You know what I mean? It's so, easier to learn from somebody else's mistakes and questions. So. Yeah. Or, or successes, either way. Or successes, either way. Yeah. Yep. yeah exactly. Absolutely. So, we'll have a little fun this week. We'll just take some email questions. So, hopefully, folks that wrote these in, uh, we'll change a few things to protect the innocent. You know, all that. that that's right. Stuff. That's right. I, I uh, give away too much information. That's right. Since it's on the interwebs. Uh, but we'll share some of this stuff with folks and, and, and get some of your thoughts. And, and again, a lot of times these are very general. So, I know you have to mm -hmm. give some very general answers here on the podcast. But again, that's the point of like then sitting down and going through, you know, the one on one conversation. Because again, all these things that we talk about all the time are, are universal to us all as humans uh, yep. and as Americans and so on and so forth uh, and just living our life and getting towards retirement. But it's the application to your unique situation that truly makes the information, you know, more, uh, uh, you know, I guess, palatable to your deal. Right. right. So there, that's why you want to have the you can kind of start that general conversation piece. You can Google stuff and all that. But eventually you need to sit down and see, like, how does this affect me, because I'm different than right. Phil, and Phil's different, and so on and so forth. So anyway, yeah, I mean, I always tell clients, everyone's got the same moving parts, basically, right? You all have income, you all have assets accumulated, taxes are going to affect you, right? So those are the kind of the three big components. But at the end of the day, how you move and manipulate those three circles, so to speak, you know, then that ultimately changes your scenario and everyone's scenario is a little different. So, and that, that's what I love about the job because it makes everything unique. It's yeah. very similar in concept, you know, but how you apply it is, is unique to every individual. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. Well, let's do a couple here. We got Kathleen sure. been retired for two weeks and I'm already panicking about living on the fixed income and looking for part-time job opportunities. Is this a normal reaction for a newly retired person? So, I mean, I think it probably is, right? Many people, I mean, not everybody, but probably a lot of people feel they do struggle with that. I've been pumping this thing. Now I got to take money out yeah. of it. And I don't like seeing it go down, you know? Yeah, I mean, that, that is always the biggest struggle that, that clients I see face is that transition, right? You, you've all your life saved. You've accumulated, you've been told and, you know, taught and it's kind of built into you. Put the money in, you don't take it out. You never touch it, right? Well, why are you saving? What's the whole purpose, right? I think, and that's that's you you lose sight of that is why. Well, the why is here. It's retirement. So yeah, I mean, it, it's it's hard. It's it's a mind change. Some people, it, it's difficult. Um, in in those, I think are the to me at least the ones that I'm less concerned with because okay, they get it, they understand. Let's work with you and, and 
it's natural for you to have these feelings. You know, I'm more concerned with the the those that are approaching retirement. It's like Yahoo, you know, I've accumulated two million dollars and let's go, you know. Right. Oh, put the brakes on. You've got 20, 30 years in retirement. Let's make sure you have a plan. Okay. okay. To make sure this is gonna work. You know, so a little caution so it, is not bad. It's a caution is not bad, but you don't don't be too over cautious either. Yeah. Gotcha. To me, you know, Kathleen, the, the thing would be What's your plan? Do you have a plan? Have you, you know, run the math on this and figured out, here's my strategy and it works. If you have, then yeah, it's it's natural to have these concerns of, hey, I'm starting to spend money. It's fixed income. I get it. You know, should I get a part-time do- job? You know, I, I would just be um, in those first, even the first year of retirement, just take things slow and easy, figure it out, right? It's, it's a natural thing to go through. You got to figure out what this retirement looks like. You know, part-time job, if if you want something to do, most, frankly, most of the retirees I work with get a part-time job because, you know, hey, there's only so much you can do at home. I got the honey-do list done. You know, I need a little bit of outside social activity. It's a win-win because- Right, get, so uh, yeah, you yeah. pick up a little bit of extra, you know, play right. money, so to speak. It's not, not quote-unquote in the budget, right? It's, right. it's part yeah. of, you know, hey, I can go out and do some more golf or whatever your hobby yeah. is with this. So it's- you gotta you yeah. gotta love a little extra scratch. Nothing wrong with that. Plus, right, you get out right. of the house. It gives you right? a little bit of flexibility. So yeah, and, yeah, and so it works your, both your, ways. Your, it works both ways for the spouse too, right? Because then you're like, okay, I got to get away so from you, and, you, and you they're like, yeah, you, you got to get away from me. So you know, yeah, that brings up a whole another interesting discussion. A lot of times, working with spouses as they're kind of nearing this retirement, especially if one of them's already been retired, or maybe they're even a you know stay at home mom. So it's they've been running the house their whole life, and they're like. Well, no, no, you, you are not coming in my house. What are you doing? You got to find right. something to do. Right. Right. So true. Yeah. It's either that or you're, they're you're like, be, you know what? Now I'm leaving and you're going to be, yeah, I'm here. leaving. You're yeah. Gonna, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're going to be messing up my whole system here. So. so, so don't panic, Kathleen. I think it's very normal. You know, you asked, yes. is it a normal reaction? Yeah, it actually really is. It is. It's very normal. Uh, yep. Yeah. So yep. okay. Just have a plan and, yep. and kind of, and it helps. It. Yeah. Yes. If you, you know, and Kathleen, you know, obviously if you, you know, sent this in and the team and, and Phil had reached back out to you, but you know, I, I don't remember the particulars on this, but if you start with if, for anybody else who might be in a similar situation, if you don't have a strategy or a plan, then yeah, you probably do even panic a little more and you feel like you're kind of freewheeling it uh, versus being Absolutely. able to see some numbers in black and white. So, you know, if you're not there, have, having a plan helps because it, it you know, okay, does does the math say it works, right? I mean, it does, even with a plan, things can go wrong, but at least at least you've run the math reasonably to say, okay, if things go as I plan, and you've got to monitor it along the way, but at least you know you're heading in the right direction and you've got a strategy to follow. Strategy. That's the key. Strategy. Yep. That's right. All right. Uh, so we got Jacob uh, who sent one in. And he said, I'm 67. I've reached full retirement age for Social Security, but I don't have plans to retire soon. So should I just go ahead and turn it on or wait till I'm done working? So I guess we can just argue, kind of give him some basics here on this, yeah. right, Phil? So if he's not planning on retiring soon, he's at full retirement age. Yeah, he could go ahead and turn it on because the sky's the right. limit on his on his earning limitations, right? Right. But why not just go ahead and wait until he's 70 and max that dude out? Now, at 70, you need to turn it on because you don't get any more money. There's, there's no reason not to at that point. So, yeah, I mean, at full retirement, and again, every scenario is different, right? So you've got to know your scenario specifically. But kind of my first take at it, I, I if you're continuing to work, you don't need the extra income. Why turn it on? You know, you're you're going to continue to get an 8% growth. 
you know, it's going to grow within it's going to grow with inflation as well. So you're going to get the cost of living and that extra eight percent. And know? if you're making if, if he's making like big scratch right now, too, that right. helps change those numbers. Right. From say, like some if, of the if, older if stuff. If your earning history still is higher, you know, your current earning is replacing some of the older history. It might grow there as well. So you've got all these factors that are, are leaning towards it growing. The other side of it, too, because, I mean, I usually the the proponent to this is, well, I'm going to just take it, turn it on, and I'm going to invest the difference. I can do better with it. Right. Okay. Uh, sure. Well, okay. the biggest downside to that, especially if you're working, is it's taxable. You know, so if, if you're working, I can almost guarantee, depending on your income, but chances are you're going to hit 85% taxability of Social Security. And if you think of how taxes work, right, think of it almost like a cylinder, you're filling it up. So your wages already fill up to a certain level, whatever the tax bracket you're in. So if you pour Social Security on top of that, well, if you're already in the 22%, well, it's going to be taxed at 22. Does that push you to the next bracket at 24? Yeah. You know, so you're not going to end up with 100% of the benefits. So that's a good point. A lot of times when you run the math on that, you know, I have 100% of it growing with the delayed earning credit, cost of living, all these other things, and you get cost of living even if you turn it on. But if I turn it on, I lock in the growth, I'm not picking up that extra 8%, and I don't get to invest 100% of it. I only get to invest you know, 70, 80%, whatever it right. is after yeah. taxes. So yeah. no, I mean, that's, I mean, it sounds like, you know, again, every situation is totally different. So you want to make sure right. you actually you run the, run the thing to make sure you're making the right decision before you do it. But based on the fact, and again, we don't know what he's making and so on and so forth, but right. you know, if he's still doing the full career or he's making, you know, big dollars or whatever, it may make, it sounds like it's leaning that way to make more sense to just wait till you're 70. But right. again, double check it, run the numbers, but great question, Jacob. Thank you so much yep. for oh, and, and one other quick thing on that one sure. thing that might yeah. play into filing early is life expectancy, right? So, I mean, if, if oh, he true. does have health concerns, yeah. Yeah. you know, and he's not married, I mean, there's a lot of things that play into it from there, you know, just that math out. So, again, it comes back to having that plan and strategy. So That's a good point, yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Jacob. Appreciate it, bud. Uh, Erica says, uh, Phil, I'm a big believer in my current company's future, so the majority of my 401k is invested in that company stock. I understand I am not diversified, but I feel like this is a pretty good move because I'm so thoroughly entrenched in the company. <sighs> you know, yeah. I mean, so did the people at Enron. I mean, I know that's like that's, 30 that's years right. ago, yeah. but still, I mean, it's, it, I mean, we talked about this, I think just a few weeks back, Phil, on something that's a little similar. Um, you know, right there in the Motor City, right? With the with the big oh, yeah. three automakers. It's, it's, I mean, this so, is what I deal with all the time. So, so many things tied into that. Like so much of your income and retirement and so on and so forth is tied to one thing. And right. what and granted, they're probably too big to fail, but I mean we've seen close calls before. So is it a smart move? Probably not. Yeah, you know, I would I would have to say, and again, I don't. You know, when she says the majority of, I don't know what that looks like. I mean, right. if it's all yeah. of it, you know, as if the majority could be fifty one percent. Right, you got to look at the big picture. Even that, yeah. I mean, that, that's a big exposure. It is a big the thing brand. to remember. Is I mean, that's one company and one industry, but more concerning, it's it's one company, right? So yeah. something bad happens to that specific company. What's your and, paycheck? And I, it's your insurance, right. probably. It's your you right. know, retirement well, and account. If you, I mean, if you look at it from a retirement standpoint, so this is your 401k, that's tied to that. If you've got a pension from that company, that is even worse because now that stream of income is tied to that company. You know, so you've got to look at the big picture. And I, I appreciate and understand the loyalty. And it's it's something that 
we don't see it often anymore, right? I mean, most workers today are companies two, three, four, five years, and they're moving on to something different. Right. And to, I mean, to that point, companies aren't as loyal and, you know, technically maybe as good to their employees as they used to be with some of the things, you know, it used to be, you work for the same company 20, 30 years, and I've got a lot of clients that I uh, work with in retirement that they've had one job their whole career. Mm-hmm. You know, they've worked at this company, that's the first job they got out of college, and they've been there their whole career. So, you know, I understand that loyalty, just understand the risk, because there's right. things that you may be loyal and love the company, but there's things that are even outside that company's control you know, that can affect them, that how is that going to then affect your retirement? Do you want to put everything on the line for something that you don't have much control in? Yeah, I mean, even if you're diversifying <laughs> it a little bit now, now you don't have that exposure. So even if you're a VP or something, you know, if you're not on the board, I don't know how much control you got. Right. Well, and even so. if you're on the board, I mean, you so you got yeah, one vote true. and I mean, then there's, yeah, the stockholders. I, I mean, it's, yeah, there's just too, too many things you have absolutely no control over. Yeah. So. That's a good point. Yeah, for sure. I was having a little fun there. I was having one of those, uh, I was thinking about that moment, uh, uh, in uh, the movie years ago, Mommy Dearest, where Joan Crawford took a, she was on the board of Pepsi because her husband died and left it to her. And, and she's yeah. like, look, I'm on the board now. I'm making changes. And she, of course, she said some other uh, colorful things that I can't repeat. But anyway, it was like one of those things like, well, yeah, you're still just one person, though. Yeah, that's right. You're one person. One yeah. vote. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, great question, Erica. Thank you so much. Hopefully that helps. And of course, you know, Phil and the team's obviously reached out to you. Uh, all right. Last one here. Uh, Anthony says, uh, I have almost $2 million in retirement savings, but a lot of debt. Uh, I own a, I own rental property that I could sell, and it would give me enough to pay off my three cars, all my credit cards, parent plus student loan that I'm paying for for my kids, and a personal loan from the credit union. Yeah, he's right. He's got a lot of debt. Uh, yeah. But he could sell rental property and get rid of it. I've always disliked the idea of doing that, though, because I do kind of like the idea of the rental property for income. Uh, plus, I know I got to pay some capital gains when I sell it. So, just kind of, right. I know you can't tell me specifically, but just kind of give me some ideas on what you think about something like this. Does it make sense to sell a property if it gets rid of all your debt? I mean, it could. You, you've got to look at the overall numbers in that scenario. That, that's that's a, tempting, that's a, though. Yeah, that's a tough call. Yeah, it's very tempting because, hey, I can, you know, clean slate all this debt yeah. that I have and go, you know, the, the downside is, and I would get rid of this, this rental income. Provide, I'm assuming it's it's um, providing a positive cash flow, right? I mean, I, I would assume that's typically what you're looking for. Um, so you're losing that, you know, and you're losing potentially appreciation in the property. You, you have to look at what you're going to have after taxes and after closing costs because it's real estate. So, you know, typically when we're estimating, you know, what the costs are to, to sell property, you're going to lose around 10% just in closing costs between paying a realtor, transfer taxes, title insurance, all the other things that go with it. So, so you really have to run the math. And, and you know, when you say you got credit card debt, personal, you know, line of credit, this parent plus loan, I mean, these are all small numbers, you know, is there other ways to get those knocked out early versus, I mean, if that's a significant amount of debt, right. yeah, then maybe it's, it's definitely worth looking yeah, he didn't, at this. He didn't give us the number, but yeah. yeah. I mean, if it's like, it oh, could I got be... 2000 in credit card and I've got a 10,000 parent plus loan and, you know, I got a $5,000 you know, line of credit at the bank. Okay. Well, these right. are, sounds like in your scenario, maybe more manageable But he did say, he did say other kids. Ways to get rid of it. Right. It's a kids yeah. uh, and then three cars. So, I mean, I don't know, you know, it's not, it's conceivable just with the limited information we got, he could be looking at a hundred grand, 
you know, could, or, or yeah, more. Yeah. You know, and, so. and like, you know, like we've mentioned many times, I mean, these are, we don't have enough information obviously here to, to give. No, specifics. And we're just kind of giving ideas so, to think about what right. possibly could be a way to think about to take to your advisor, yeah. right? Take this to your advisor and say, what should I do? Or come in and see Phil, you know, or, or have more of that specific conversation. But it's, it's kind of like, okay, if I have this, 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 and this, this does give me a way out. Is the pro is the pros and the cons there worth it? You know, maybe not. You know, you could always offload all this debt if you sold the place. Potentially, we were just talking on our prior episode uh, of podcast this month, Phil, where inventory's down, so he might right. be able to move this thing, especially if it's not overly high priced, right? Because then it's going to be very attractive, so he could move it, get all his debt paid off, and if he still wanted to get back into rental property, he could kind of start maybe do it again. Do it again. Yeah, I mean, my my concern, you know, again in this scenario is okay. What got you to this point to begin with? I mean, you mentioned credit card, personal loan. Okay, yeah. So selling the rental property wipes it out. Now you got a clean slate. Well, that's great, but what are you going to do next go around? Right. It unfortunately for some people that doesn't prevent this from happening again in five, 10 years down the road. Now we're looking at it again. And now you don't have the rental property. You know, so to me, there's a, a bigger question before you even get to this. So how did you get here? And and let's look at that piece of it first before you start looking at, you know, wiping the clean slate. And, mm, okay. And, you know, let's look at the psychology. Right because, right. yeah, you're, you're, it might feel good just to get rid of it. That's great. Yeah. Awesome. You're, you know, oftentimes, though, that happens. You're like, whoo, that, that was tough, man. Now I'm free. And yeah. before you know it, you're in a similar scenario two, three, five years down the road. And it's like, okay, what happened? And yeah. now you lost an asset. So very true. Good point. So ha well, have a plan. Understand pros and cons of both both sides of that decision before you start jumping in and making this emotional decision of oh, it'd be great. I can sell it, wipe out all the debt. I'm good. Yeah, there you so. go. Well, and that's why you know it's fun to debate these you know email questions and and kind of go back and forth because again it could be other people in a similar situation thinking something similar themselves, right? So at sure. the end of the day, it comes back to uh, what what you got going on financially. Have you talked with a financial advisor, financial professional, especially you know if you're you know starting to approach retirement or you know forty plus or whatever, and the time horizon's getting shorter, you know it's worth it to have that conversation. So if you'd like to drop a line to the show, reach out to Phil, uh, send an email. Whatever you want to do, you can leave a you know comments on the on the, the comment section there on the YouTube page. Uh, you can subscribe to us on Apple and Spotify and YouTube. Uh, you can also just reach out to Phil at philstaxhacks.com. That's philstaxhacks.com or call him at 248-888-7530. Numbers on the screen if you're watching. Uh, and also there's details in the show notes. All right, Phil, thanks for hanging out and breaking these down, buddy. I always appreciate it. Yeah, man. Have, have a yourself week. a great week. Have a good week. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you in. Uh, well, I think this. I don't know if this one's. Yeah, this one's February. Yeah. So we're in. Yeah, we're yeah, in. The, we're we're going to be in February. So well, so we're it taping is, it well, just this one before. Is February, yeah, 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 we're right, taping this right one before just before, before yep. February. But this one will drop in February. So uh, yep. uh, we'll see what uh, old Punxsutawney Phil winds up saying. If yeah, we're that's right. How long this winter thing is going to hang out? So it, it's always six more weeks anyway. I don't know why. I don't know why we bother. Yeah. All right, you, you folks have a good one. We'll see you next time right here on Phil's Tax Hacks and other retirement facts. Phil? Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.